The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. everybody. So what is today? What? Super Bowl, what else? Palindrome day, which means the day is 2-02-02-20-20. And it won't happen again for? Oh wow, there we go. So happy palindrome day. Is it Groundhog Day? Oh my gosh, that wasn't even in my notes. And January 25th, Saturday, January 25th was Lunar New Year and we're, part of, we're in that 15-day celebration and festival and right in the middle of it today. So um, until it ends next Saturday on, with the Lantern Festival. So many rich observations on this particular day. If you are a visitor, welcome to this auspicious day here in this community. Um, welcome to our live streamers. Lovely to have you with us. And you do not have to, but if you wish to raise your hand so we can identify you as a visitor and welcome you, um, please do so. And if you want to be anonymous, you can stay anonymous. Great, it's lovely to have you with us. Thank you for being here. So I would like us to start worship today as we do each week singing, and we're gonna sing a hymn this morning's open that is in your teal hymnal. It's number 1031. It is 
uh, what is probably familiar to many of you, Buddhist meditation, the loving kindness meditation, um, set to music. Please rise as you are able in body and spirit as we sing it together. And it's new for us, so join in in that spirit. Do you guys need a hymnal? May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be well. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be well. May I be Please join in the words of the chalice lighting, which are in your order of service. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light the symbol of our faith as we gather together. Good morning. Good morning. How many of you were there yesterday? How many of you helped out or bought a ticket? Yeah, stand up and take a bow. This was a wonderful auction. We made over $50,000, which means? Which means that we'll have a wonderful paid intern for our church next year and support for our social action programs. It was wonderful. And here, do I look like I did yesterday? No. <laughs> You'll have to go on to the UUSF Facebook page to see my evil side. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks to all of the organizers, especially Cheryl and Julia Wald, who made, you know, among the other people who made it happen, it was an enormous crowd of folks. And don't go on the website and see Cheryl's photo unless you're prepared. Um, prepare yourself in advance. It's, it's fabulous and scary all at once. So, um, hey, Kat, happy Lunar New Year. Happy Year at the Rat, Vanessa. Ooh, that's right. The Chinese zodiac has a 12-year cycle, right? And each year is named after a different animal. 
What are the animals that get named? Does anyone know? The dragon, dragon. the dog, monkey. monkey. The what? The rooster. Yeah? Oh! It's the year of the rat. <laughs> wow. So yeah, each year, I mean, they're all important, of course, but we're especially excited this year because the rat is the first year of the Chinese zodiac. So we're starting from the beginning again. Whoa, why is the rat the first year of the zodiac? I mean, they're much bigger, much smarter, much faster, much cuter animals than the rat. <laughs> I mean, why isn't the dragon first or, uh, or the tiger? Good question. And we're in luck because it just so happens that today, in addition to being Groundhog's Day and Palindrome Day and Imbolc and Candlemas, in addition to all those things, today is the ninth day of the new Lunar uh, New Year and the Jade Emperor's birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the Jade Emperor is kind of like Zeus is, uh, he's to the Chinese, kind of like Zeus is to the Greeks. And the Jade Emperor was the one who determined how the years would be named. You see, many, many years ago, when the world was still new, the Jade Emperor decided... There should be ways of telling time. I've created the 12 hours of a day and the 12 months of a year, and now, for my greatest invention, I will make a zodiac of 12 years. But naming the years 1 through 12 is so boring. Hmm. I know. Hmm. I'll turn my birthday party into a contest. Woo! All of the animals of the earth are invited to participate in a race, and the first 12 animals to cross the Yellow River will get the honor of having a year named after them. The animals were very excited. Tiger was like, I'm so big and powerful, I've got this in the bag. Dragon was like, Excuse me, but have you forgotten I can fly? Of course I'm going to win. And Cat said to their friend Rat, I'm so popular among the people, I should definitely be immortalized. But Rat, I like to sleep. Will you wake me up for the race? Rat said, Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's try this again. Rat said, Okay. But secretly, they thought to themselves, Cat is bigger than me. If they start the ra race at the same time, they'll surely beat me. I'm so small. How can I compete with animals much bigger than me? Clever Rat hatched the plan. Of all the animals, none is more diligent than Ox. While other animals are sleeping, I'll get up early, too, and hitch a ride. So very early the next morning, Rat hitched a ride on Ox's back <laughs> and didn't tell Cat. <laughs> Good-natured Ox did not mind the company. It wasn't until Ox was already starting to wade across the Yellow River that old Tiger finally woke up and began the race. Dragon, on the other hand, got distracted and started chasing the sun. Then, just as Ox was about to step on shore, Rat jumped off the Ox's back and, um, and off his head and crossed the finish line first. Woohoo! Congratulations, clever rats, <laughs> said the Jade Emperor with a smile. The first year of the Zodiac will be named after you. Good-natured Ox then stepped on shore. Congratulations, diligent Ox, said the Jade Emperor. The second year of the Zodiac is yours. Tiger was very fast and competitive but had been, not been able to overcome Ox's lead. Congratulations, mighty tiger. You are third. Rabbit, while small, was also very fast. Congratulations, deft rabbit. You are fourth. Dragon finally, rem finally remembered that they were in a race and stopped chasing the sun. Congratulations, <laughs> charismatic dragon. Everyone loves you, and you are fifth. Followed by snake. Sixth. Horse and goat. Seventh and eighth and monkey, who had been distracted by trees and nuts. Ninth. And chicken and dog. Tenth and eleventh. Then finally, even pig, who had a reputation for 
Not being the most industrious animal, even Pig crossed the finish line. That'll do, Pig. Twelfth. <laughs> and that fills our calendar. Congratulations to you all. You will be immortalized in the Zodiac, and humans will read horoscopes with your names in them. Poor cat woke up just in time to learn that they were forever excluded from such fame. And that is how rat became number one, and why cats hate rats. <laughs> <laughs> And now I invite you to greet the other members of the animal family, after which you will remain standing as we say our covenant and sing our doxology. Why don't you tell each other if you remember what animal you are? When I breathe in, oh, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out. Please stay rising for the spoken covenant and sung doxology. The, the words are in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom, and to help one another. Recognizing there is human suffering all over this world in the course of natural and human catastrophes. We will ring our gong today in honor of two such places of suffering and as a reminder of the obligation to know what is being done in our name as a nation and to be in solidarity with the suffering. In honor of those children who have lost their lives this year in federal custody at detention camps, we ring our gong seven times. And we let it ringing symbolically represent those adults who have lost their lives in these camps too, and the children and adults who have died trying to cross into this country, seeking only a life of better opportunity, freedom from violence, fear. We hold all those currently in custody in our thoughts, in our prayers. And we will ring our gong one time this morning also, holding all those who live either sick with the outbreak of the coronavirus 
with loved ones who are sick, caring for those who are sick, worried, unable to travel in particular, to celebrate, to be with family this season. May we keep all of those we have mentioned in our thoughts and our prayers. And may we ease the tide of human suffering this coming week, howsoever we can. On this day, on this festival season, the turning of a season beginning, on this day when the gladiators in our portion of the world, red and gold warriors of our city, meet in the stadiums of glory and defeat. In this moment in our lives, wherever it is we find ourselves, we pause, take breath, Feel the earth under our feet. Solid ground on which we stand. Feel the gravity that pulls us close to bench and floor. And safe for this moment, let our breath take us inward. Pull back the parts of ourselves threaded into the world back to the core, inside for a time. To nurture, to gather strength, to feel joy, sit with grief, Find peace. Let us breathe and go inward together for a moment. 
coming back into the room, knowing once again the place all our actions and intentions are rooted. May the life that greets us this week and the version of ourselves that meets life be fed from this place. Amen. Born in Hong Kong and raised by adoptive Chinese-American parents in Hawaii, the Lunar New Year was the biggest holiday of the year for me. Like the Georgian calendar New Year, the Lunar New Year was a time to celebrate a new beginning and say goodbye to the old year. But it is so much more than that for over 20% of the world's population. Back to my childhood in Hawaii, where my parents did their best to start the new year right by planning large family gatherings with our many extended relatives, decorating the house with red pieces of paper, with gold characters expressing new, the new year's greetings, preparing red lucky money packets for the children cleaning out the house, cooking once a year traditional recipes, and going down to Honolulu Chinatown to watch the lion and sometimes dragon dance, plus fireworks, of course. Starting the New Year right was of paramount importance because having a very good celebratory day on New Year's Day would set a positive tone for the coming year's fortunes and vice versa. As children before the New Year, we helped our parents clean the house to wash away any of the previous year's bad luck. However, no dusting was allowed on New Year's Day itself to avoid good fortune being swept away. I would pour tea for my mother and father on New Year's Day and light an incense stick to pay respects to my ancestors. With red lucky money packets in hand, I would sit down to a vegetarian breakfast of jai that my mother made consisting of many ingredients collected over several trips to Chinatown. Wearing red for good luck, we would visit our local temple to give thanks and make offerings, and then we would visit some relatives with oranges and pomelos as traditional gifts. We often brought a piece of New Year's cake, gao, a sticky rice confection that symbolizes family cohesiveness to our extended family. Only pleasant conversational to topics were allowed during that day, 
with no swearing, as it was a day to be positive and appreciate life with your family. When I was about 12, I joined a Chinese martial arts cultural association, which participated in the Lion's Dance celebration in Chinatown during the Lunar New Year holiday season. It was very exciting and a little dangerous to be performing the dance in the middle of exploding firecrackers. Each kung fu club was assigned a street in Chinatown, and the merchants would put up a lucky money packet at the top of the, uh, with green leaves at the top of a long firecracker string. The firecracker string was lit, the string was progressively lowered, while the lion danced around it. Finally, the lucky money packet was within, within reach, and after a series of maneuvers, the lion would be able to eat the packet, which helped support the kung fu schools. <laughs> now, more than second, several days, Decades later, I feel deep gratitude for having my loving parents and a large extended family in Hawaii who all kept me connected to Chinese culture through the Lunar New Year traditions. Many adoptees from China did not have much exposure to Chinese culture while growing up in America. When I cooked Lohan Jai and Nen Gao, I remember my mother fondly. And when I wear red, I remember my father wearing his red aloha shirts during New Year's Day. Thank you, Mom and Dad. And happy 4717 to all. Thank you. 
So the uh, story in your order of service is actually a reading from the Tao Te Ching. Uh, this reading from chapter 22 of Lao Tzu Tao Te Ching suggests an approach that has worked for me to achieve a happy and more importantly, serene start to the new, Lunar New Year. Yield and overcome. Bend and be straight. Empty and be full. Wear out and be new. Have little and gain. Have much and be confused. Therefore, wise people embrace the wholeness under heaven and set example, an example for all. Not putting themselves on display, they shine forth. Not justifying themselves, they are distinguished. Not boasting, they receive recognition. Not bragging, they never falter. They do not quarrel, so no one quarrels with them. So the ancients say, yield and overcome. Is that an empty saying? Be really whole, and all things will come to you. branch of our family, loving and valuing reason and intuition and personal experience, maybe, maybe they realized Christianity wasn't the only place where wisdom gleaned from intuition and reason and experience showed up. So they started to open up the library of human wisdom worldwide for us to consider. Or maybe it was our theological ancestors on the other side, 
the ones who believed in this all-loving force at the heart of the universe. Maybe it was from that starting place to a quick connection from there to the fact that it didn't really make sense. It didn't follow that this being would damn anyone, no matter what religion they were. And from there, a logical step, I suppose, to wondering why that being wouldn't, if they were able, which they were supposed to be, to offer wisdom and send down truth translated into every language and infused into stories and teachings in every culture. Either way, both traditions came to a similar conclusion. The Bible and the Christian tradition, they weren't the only game in town. There were sacred texts and things to learn in the search for truth and meaning everywhere. It's part of what I love about our tradition, that the tradition that you or I were raised in by accident of birth doesn't shut us off from the ways others have found up the mountain. Theologically, philosophically, it's a perk, I guess you could say, that we get permission to study with open hearts and minds all philosophical and cultural and religious traditions. The pitfall, however, the danger, of course, is that each culture and tradition we look to outside our own, well, every one of them is layered in history, right? And nuance of place. So to even try to understand the wisdom of a story or tradition as it was intended is very difficult, maybe impossible, without careful study for sure, without a guide, more than one, so you see it from angles as myriad as possible. Well, this morning that means I'm very grateful and feel like we're lucky to have Lori Lai and Kat Lu here with us. Kat Lu, where did you move? <laughs> as part of the service. For them and for other members of this community and for people in our city, Lunar New Year is a festival and a tradition of great significance, and it feels important to weave it into our shared life, increasingly weave it in. Over time, looking always at who makes up this place and its people, its context, I see us gathering our own liturgical calendar, one that fits who we are and who comes to join us over time and will include, as it always does, already does, so many traditions and holidays that we know are important already here as grounding inspiration. And we won't pretend when we do this, as you well know, that what we do here will be what you'll find in the temples and churches or communities of origin in which those traditions originated. But with luck and an eye toward deep reverence and care, we will bring them in to this conversation among us and listen for these deeper strains of why and what and to what end this particular holy day or festival is one that our members and friends have found year after year helps them hold together better and stronger and more joyfully through this life. So here we are in one such moment. It may not surprise you that I did not grow up in a family that celebrated Lunar New Year. We were all sun-focused and 100% Gregorian. But we never talked about it. It was the calendar we swam in. And Lunar New Year wasn't part of my family's heritage or traditions. 
but it did come into our lives in small ways. The closest I came was my mother's colleague, a Chinese-American woman who every year, starting when I was a small girl, would send a red envelope home with my mother. Or sometimes my mom would demand that I walk the half mile to the hospital where she worked to accept it in person. I always loved those ornate, gorgeously decorated envelopes. And inside were these crisp dollar bills that I knew were lucky, though I didn't really know why. When I moved out after college on my own, I found a whole stack of those envelopes in my closet, too lucky to risk spending, I think. I continued to get them for years. When I asked my mother once why this was, since I had become an adult by then, mom said, Chow is going to give them to you for as long as you're single. It was then that the envelopes felt a little pressured every year. <laughs> I think Chow even started to send me two envelopes at one point. So it was both a relief and, and also a little sad when the year after I got married, the bright red and sometimes gold envelopes didn't arrive anymore. I do remember being aware of the zodiac signs. Maybe it was all those years of our weekly Friday night dinner out with the placemats at that time of year. We'd study them and we would revisit the descriptions and ask whether they fit. Pop was a horse, mom was a snake, I was a monkey, earth monkey. That apparently meant that I was probably intelligent but a little hard to keep focused, that I liked to talk and could be charming, but was in danger of being a little arrogant. It all seemed like this great mix of encouragement and caution, subtly pointing out how our strengths can be our weaknesses, too. Occasionally, when I would do something passionate but unfocused, Mom would say, you're such a monkey. Though she was Dutch, and what she knew about all of that was really limited to those red placemats. <laughs> but we were in a city in New York City where people from all over the world showed up and bumped into each other, and we, we learned what we could in the places where we touched and crossed. We once went down to Chinatown for the Chinese New Year Festival with red firecracker paper covering the black asphalt and the lion dancers. And all I could think about was how much more vivid and exciting this was than the Gregorian celebrations standing in the ice-cold Times Square to watch a disco ball drop on a stick. <laughs> However, we never went to anyone's house for the holiday. I had the, the sense that these celebrations, like our Christmas, was for family. All the more reason I appreciate getting to hear a little more, like we did today from Lori, about what the festival was like for her. This festival that marked the end of winter, that was this time to be together. The foods and the practices all designed to reinforce our hopes for a year that started protecting us from harm and cultivating prosperity in the largest sense of that word and hoping that families stayed strong and connected. And this year, the complicated rat holding up for us the complications in life's journeys with ourselves. <laughs> and even that, just that little bit we've been able to peel back this morning, strikes me that it gives us room to ask what the spring festival, the new year, might mean for us. So let me offer four possibilities for reflection. 
this new year. Maybe it's a chance, after a warm week in which winter in San Francisco really does feel like it might be on its way out, to reflect on the wintry places within, ones that might be over, to wonder what buds like those on the cherry blossom pushing their way out from their hiding places might be there in us. So let me ask you, what might you bid farewell to, to make room for something new, some new life, Or what about that meal that Lori described and the dessert her mother made at the end that she told me this week took hours to cook? Nin gao, is that what it's called? Nin gao. She brought in some. It's sweet and sticky, and it was meant to symbolize family and the need to stick together. I mean, it was really sticky. So, where in your family, in the one you were raised in or the one you have gathered and cultivated around you, is there a need maybe to reach out so things have a chance of being sweeter and more connected this year? Where or to whom might you reach out? Or what about that rat and this year of the rat? I mean, here was this creature who didn't feel very loved and wonders if he's welcome at the party of life. I mean, he isn't the best looking guy on the block. Maybe this year, though, we can choose in the year of the rat to let go of self-consciousness or any chips on our shoulders, the ones that unnecessarily haunt and drive us, and center ourselves somewhere else. I mean, the other piece of the story about the rat that we heard this morning is that the rat clearly has gifts. It's crafty, strategic, determined. So what if we focused on doubling down in determination in some race this year that's worth winning? We honor at least one each week when we ring the gong, closing the camps, tending to human suffering, or where do we focus instead on our gifts and liberate them? Where's the place you want to double down on an endeavor and throw yourself in wild abandon toward it? And finally, I just want to ask how many people here feel like really life for them is regularly a wild and delicious party? Raise your hands. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Someone needs to write down those names. Well, it's, it's not normally high on my list of priorities fun. It seems like it's part of the grown-up thing that it gets pushed lower down. I don't mean that I don't think life is lovely and I'm not deeply contented. But I mean, here is Lunar New Year, right? With its fireworks and its fabulous food and its dancing in the street. And next week, it's bright lanterns and people exchanging gorgeous festive envelopes with money crisp and dusted with luck. 
And I don't know about you, but that feels like this incredible metaphor for what I, at least, need a little more of as fuel in this world. So maybe this new year could be about asking how we can bring more celebration into our lives or what gives us great joy and then promise we'll do even more of it. So let me ask you to do something super corny. Hold your right hand up and repeat after me. I am saying goodbye to wintry things and making room for new life. I will reach out to those relationships. I want to make more sweet and deeply connected. I will cast off self-consciousness and brush chips off my shoulder. Liberate my joy and gifts for life. And leap into endeavors that matter with heart. This I promise, as the cherry blossoms seek to bloom, and the world turns to the beginning of this new year. Happy 4,717 Gung He Fat Choi happiness and prosperity to us all this Lunar New Year. put down your hymnals but remain standing as we join hands. Having said that, if you are sick, immunocompromised, or at all worried, please feel free to cross your arms across your chest and we will include you in the circle, no matter. And now in our comings and our goings, may the light of love shine upon us. Out from within us, be gracious unto us, and grant us peace. For this is the day and this is the year that we are given. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.
The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. Do what, 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 do what,